0: 603 283 6160. You should write it down because there's no guarantees I'm ever going to say it again. 603 283 6160. But there I did it again. It's Mark. Hey, it's Ian. And it's your opportunity to call in to Free Talk Live. That's what we do seven nights a week. Seven nights a week. For a commercial radio program. That's pretty darn good. Let's go to the phones. We already have calls coming in here on Free Talk Live. By the way, I got a story. Apparently, Joe Biden is scolding the oil industry. It's I, I mean, it's, it's one laugh after another with this guy. Let's go to Renita.
1: Next line. Next, the uh, next button there.
0: Okay. This button. There you go, Renita. Can you hear me now?
1: Yeah.
2: Hello.
0: What's on your mind? <laughs>
2: Uh, I was calling in to say hi. It's my uh, first time, not long time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Renita, uh, it turns out I'm on the show for the moment. I told you off the air that I wasn't going to be on tonight. Uh, Renita is the uh, the producer, director, creator of the new documentary that is being filmed uh, the, the, about uh, New Hampshire and, and other places called Free State. And uh, we talked earlier this week after I saw the trailer that came out, I guess more sizzle reel, I guess it's called, like a seven-minute-long mm-hmm. trailer that you released over the last week. And uh, Mark, you had, did you happen to see it? I know you're coming into this cold. No, right? I have I have not seen it. Uh, Renita, can you kind of pitch the pitch the film to uh, Mark and other people that might be listening?
2: Yeah, um, it's mainly looking at free staters in New Hampshire, but um, aiming to kind of compare it against other free quote unquote free states. Uh, In the country, Florida, Texas, South Dakota, um, and just kind of looking at the lives of free staters and kind of seeing what's going on right now, especially with pushback from within the state while they're growing in numbers and um, just to see how hopefully they will eventually succeed in their endeavor.
0: Well, I wonder what success looks like in this circumstance. I mean, I think that every free stater probably has a different opinion as to what it is. And in, it, it's poorly defined when it comes to, you know, the free state project and that sort of thing. So I'm not entirely sure. Did Texas, how did Texas do on the freedom in the 50 states, this go around? Because I remember when, back not when so they were,
1: great. Yeah, in the, in the middle of the pack. Yeah, I think they're still mid-pack, but I don't, I don't have it in front of me. Are you Texan, Renita? Uh,
2: I was actually born in Texas, but I grew up in Massachusetts.
0: I see. Well, um I know the Texans just love their state, so you know, um yes. they always always want to toss it in. <laughs> toss it in. Whatever list is doing well, Texas. Um yeah, so uh what 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 do you think about the movie? How did how'd it go? What it's still being produced, number one. Well, I bet she knows better than anybody yeah. then.
2: Uh yeah, I'm, I'm about to head to Porkfest this week. I, I did one shoot in February. It was just a few days and uh now this one will be about a week long shoot. So what was your first shoot about? Uh, So the first shoot, we came out in February and I just interviewed a few people. One thing I'm trying to do is interview people that aren't in the Free State Project because I'd like to get just like a broad look at New Hampshire Mm -hmm. and not just be, you know, so entwined in that. Um, So we interviewed a few people and went to a few Free State events, went to a crypto meetup and happened to be there for Porcupine Day. So that was great because there was a ton of people there.
0: Yeah. So for those that don't know, Porcupine Day is February the third. It's the day after Groundhog Day, and mm-hmm. it was the day that was uh, so f- it was the day that was announced that we hit twenty thousand in twenty sixteen. In twenty sixteen. So how many is that? How many years is that? Eight, six. Six. I think. Yeah. Six years now. So
1: everybody had within five years to move. Um, right. You this know, is twenty thousand people who had pledged to migrate. Yep. Uh, pick up their lives and move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. I think that I don't know what the current numbers are, but I'm guessing it isn't much higher than 5,000 who've who've uh, who've actually made the move.
0: Well, some of those numbers are friends of the Free State Project. There so are they were here a already. few
1: thousand, I think, more who are okay. here already. We've we've seen record numbers moving in the last year. It was over, th- I believe it was over 1,000 movers last year just mm-hmm. for the Free State Project. It, are you familiar with those numbers at all, Renita?
2: I'm not, but I, I did get the sentiment from people that I interviewed, like um, Carla, that there's been more an influx of people obviously i hear that over the past year yeah
0: i hear a lot more people are moving i don't notice that in Keene too much but um you know very few people move to Keene. it's kind of
1: way out there
0: yeah (laughs) one might wonder (laughs) in more ways than one but i mean there's so many things that different people might want in different regions of the state. so you know
1: what um i know i already asked you this off the air but uh, for our listeners what was it that inspired this production this movie
2: um so i actually live in california I was kind of a free stater for a couple of years. I owned property there and um, that was kind of an effort to get a foot in there and maybe eventually come over. Uh, I don't have that property anymore. But um, while I was here, you know, through 2020 and then in 2021 through uh, the Mises caucus, I was able to edit and produce a documentary about the lockdowns, which was in the um, film festival anthem at freedom fest last year and um it was very well received but it's a very sad story we kind of try to give an uplifting message at the end but it's really heavy and so it just well, kind of got me thinking I, yeah.
1: I was looking at the description what was it called again the documentary
2: the the unseen the unseen it was actually yeah it was directed by nick nick he oh, is okay. also he was in the mises caucus at the time and um so you produced yeah.
1: that movie
2: I produced, wrote, and edited.
1: Editing. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and, you know, of course it's going to be depressing, as I understand it, you followed, was it four California business owners who were, you know, cracked down upon, yeah. basically?
2: Yeah. Uh, was it three restaurant owners and one, like, gym owner? It's a a training gym where they train kids how to do deep dives, but there's no pools there. Anyway, so just so you know, like they work Sounds with... dangerous.
3: Kids, so
2: yeah. <laughs> no, they have these big foam pits. I gotcha. Kind of looks like fun. Anyways, um it's it, that part is interesting because they work with kids and you know, she let us know that some of those kids were up for scholarships and didn't get them and then mm. they that's it for them, you know. So we had originally intended to include, you know, a variety of businesses, not just restaurants, but we ended up having to kind of finish the doc quickly to get it in for anthem so that's that's what we went with but um it was uh it was just really rough to hear their stories and especially one woman who happened to have a fire at her house amid being shut down from her business that her and her husband had owned since the 90s and she said that they never ever closed like barely just on christmas so to to be shut down like that was devastating for them
0: so is that kind of what you're gonna do with the uh, the new movie the the Free State is it Free State of Mind is that right a Free State Free State Free State is that uh, just follow a couple of movers around I mean this has been th- there have been documentaries like this in the past I'm just curious is mm-hmm. that the well, idea t-
1: hey, before you answered that you were telling me that mm-hmm. the the negative aspects of this other documentary the unseen you were thinking oh well, I want to do something more positive yeah. I want to do something right? something yes. that makes me feel better yeah
2: yes what's the because I personally a very optimistic person um I, I do like to point out when things are wrong but um so yeah it just free state came to mind right away hmm. um yeah and so i have followed around there's a new mover i have followed around um some people that have been freestaters for a little while a long time one person. Is not a freestater at all. He's just lived in New New Hampshire his whole life. He lives on his family farm. So I want a variety of people, but while I was there in February, I was still trying to figure out the angle. And um, I work in reality TV, so I'm just always kind of looking for the drama. And I realized that I really do want to focus on the negative pushback from politicians within New Hampshire.
0: Well, you can be sure to cover uh, my my friend Ian here, who's uh, really dealt with some uh, negative uh, political pressure as a result of his activism over the years. And the FBI
1: and locals certainly. And this is something I was telling a lot of the free staters more than a decade ago. It's like if you start rocking the boat, it doesn't matter how nice you are. The people who are in the positions of power are going to hate you. And that's starting to happen uh, statewide at this point.
2: Yes. So I think the goal would be to get enough people there to be able to withstand that right if possible
0: i i think there's a long way from the liberty veto to mm-hmm. the liberty majority it is a long way No doubt. um there have been progress there has been progress and i think that one of the the best things that they've been able to do is to sort of work with who's ever in power at the time in order to squeak out some freedom here and squeak out some freedom there um, will you hold the line renita yeah okay please do it trying to figure out how these buttons work can you just put this top one on yep that's right
1: mark's first time back yep. in the, uh, the the driver's seat here in Keene. more coming up on free talk live
0: That's 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. It's Mark with you. Nobody. And it's Ian. And you can call in talk about whatever you want, but we uh, you get a very really special guest on. It's Renita, who is the producer. Can we and- talk
4: about sadistic equine necrophilia, or would that be beating a dead horse? And
0: that's what exactly what that would be. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll give it a shot. Um, let's bring Renita back here on the line. We'll see if I remember how to do so. Yep. Hello.
1: There she is. And you're going to be here very soon for the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And you're the producer. Yes, my and first. Director of, sorry, I just got to reintroduce you yes. for people just tuning in. Uh, you're directing and producing the uh, in production Free State documentary, uh, which the trailer's out. The website is at freestatedoc.com. Is that right?
2: Yes.
1: Uh, so folks can go over there and uh, check out more about the movie. Sorry, go ahead with the, what you're yeah. going to say.
2: Oh, it's my first Pork Fest.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, nice. A virgin. <laughs> That would be excellent. It's going to be a big thing. I mean, I wish I could have gone last year. I was uh, restricted from attending because of my insane bail conditions in the Crypto 6 case. But I will be able to go up for one day uh, this year. And I'm really excited to see it because, I mean, I've it's seen... sweet
0: air of freedom.
1: I, I have seen, I don't know how many of these things, probably you know close to 10 or... 12 or something like that, a lot of them. I've been to quite a few uh, pork fests, and I've never seen it in sold-out capacity. And it sold out for the very first time last year, and it is sold out again this time. And this time, they increased the total number of tickets by 500. So it was sold out at 2,500 tickets last year, and this year it's 3,000 tickets, and it's sold out again. So it's going to be a big deal. The only problem is going to be the bathrooms.
4: 3,000 <laughs> mad <laughs> bastards in a campground. That's going to be a good time. Yeah, it is. Indeed. So <laughs> I'm going to have to sell probably the last of my gold to get there but I'm going to do it.
0: <laughs> so um they're
2: actually showing my uh my other documentary Thursday night at 8.
0: Awesome. And that one is yep. The Unseen. The Unseen. The Unseen. Yes. Okay. So um yeah you're you not new documentaries about the Free State project you decided to do it in order to you know, get a little levity in your life, but it turns out you're not very good at that, and so you're trying to find the the conflict. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, what are you looking for when you go to the Porcupine Freedom Festival to go around, do it? You do your interviews and these kind of things.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, a few people that are already in the sizzle will be there, so I like to continue following them around. And um, a few of them have events going on too. Um, but I've seen the schedule. There's tons of interesting things to see. So I'm just kind of going to wing it a bit, but
0: well, that's really what Porkfest okay. is about. A lot of people believe that it's the schedule, and mm. it isn't the schedule. You'll probably oh. see a third of what you thought you would, and You'll yeah usually
1: it. you try to go somewhere and then you get waylaid by talking to people on the way to the thing and you never get to the thing you wanted to go to, but you had a yeah. good time on the way right I mean you sometimes
4: just... you play your guitar for six hours and sometimes you just stick your head in a bucket of jello
1: <laughs>
0: That's a Jerry
4: Garcia quote
0: indeed that's exactly oh, nice. right. he's right I'm so. A deadhead. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's what's the very best about Porkfest is is uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival at porkfest.com is that, yeah, you don't have to really do anything. It's just a great day talking to people and you have, everybody has a great time.
1: Yeah, it really is about the people. And, and of course, that's what this whole movement, this whole migration is about. It's about getting a community of freedom loving people together. And Renita, um, did you tell me off the air that you had go- gone to Freedom Fest before?
2: i did i got to go last year because our documentary was in the uh film fest so i actually got a right. free ticket
1: yeah i've been to one mark you've been to a, a bunch of them right Half a dozen probably yeah i mean it's a totally different atmosphere me and val right? were like this totally we- different atmosphere uh at freedom fest freedom fest is this you know Con- much typical stuffy kind of convention with a bunch of conservatives hanging around yes. mm-hmm. and uh, the porcupine freedom festival I don't know if there's any conservatives at this event, but there's certainly a bunch of libertarians from all some the way. Some of from, them are conservative. Yeah, all the way from like the religious conservative leaning to the total anarchist, uh, you know, walk around naked types. I mean, it's a pretty uh, interesting. Been some of that.
4: There it's, might even be religious anarchists walking around naked. You never know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is yeah. an odd crowd. Yeah, there's, there's no nothing, doubt about that. Nothing like it. Um, you know, in the time that you've spent here so far, what are your thoughts? Just, I mean, you already knew about the Free State Project. Do you think this is mm-hmm. a good, um, a good thing you just give us your uh your reflections
2: yeah i actually had the inclination um i don't know if i had heard about the project yet but just when i started seeing the beginnings of cancel culture like you know back in like 2015 uh i started to feel like people really need to gather and live near each other if if things get worse in that regard so um i definitely believe in that like my. I wouldn't want to live on a commune, but I would love to have like a a town full of like all my people. You know, you
4: see- what I what I've always wanted to do is buy the campground where they have uh, pork fest and start doing pork fest all year round. So some <laughs> people would some people would live there, not a commune because you know communism sucks, Communist. but. Yeah uh more like more like a trail trailer park than a than a commune but just some people coming and going some people staying all the time
1: mark almost did that a few years ago and didn't you tell me i don't know if it's a secret so i won't say who it is but didn't you tell me you ran into somebody at the exit and build conference who is actually in talks to buy uh, rogers camp i have
0: run into a half a dozen people throughout the years that are in the talks to buy Mm -hmm. the campground um you know, no buy. one's
1: gone past the talking stage. huh? Right.
4: I mean, there's, yeah. uh, you know, I'm in talks to buy it, but nobody, none of the people I've talked to have had any money for me.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Indeed>. <laughs> I'm curious about uh, Florida, Texas and South Dakota, which is also going to be in the film. Um, what are you what are you doing there? What are you what's the interview? I.
2: We will see if I'm able to actually go there. I mean, I do have family in Texas, so that might be something I could easily do. I was actually hoping that maybe at Porkfest there might be some people from those states there that could
4: Certainly. kind of speak there to the
2: differences. Be. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Okay. yeah, people come yeah. from all over the place. Ian and I both moved up from Florida in 2006 to New Hampshire. I have uh, since left the Free State Project uh, a couple of years ago, but... Um, you know, I think that one of the things I can certainly say about the difference between Florida and New Hampshire, although they are both sort of equally free, um, Florida, like five, let's see, uh, three plus two and four plus one are equal, but not the same, and mm-hmm. that Florida and New Hampshire are free in different ways, and it depends on what you're looking for. Um, but one thing's for certain, you're never going to affect the government in tallahassee nope. as a florida resident i mean you're just not going to be able. and to you do also
1: it. won't have a community mm-hmm. uh, you don't get together with libertarians there in the same way that we do here there's no mm-hmm. concentration
4: yeah. in florida i went to a libertarian event like every other month yeah and it was same a libertarian guys, right? party business meeting uh oh, some God. interesting people but uh, just because that was the only thing there was to do in new hampshire Most days, five days, there are three libertarian events to choose from. If you feel like if if you're willing to drive an hour to get to one and you never go, I, I don't think there's ever 48 hours between events.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no there is truly it. always something to do. If you're looking for a libertarian social club, uh, New Hampshire's got everything else beat, hands
1: down. Renita, thanks for calling I, in. To, oh, yes. Yeah, we're, all, we're short on time on this yeah, segment. I okay. appreciate you being here, and I'm sure we'll get updates from you as the, the movie continues to be produced. Um, look forward to seeing. You. Yeah, look forward to seeing you in a in a, another week or so at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and check out her documentary. It's really cool so far over at freestatedoc.com. There's a seven-minute preview reel, basically, and it's well done. Free Talk Live. More coming up.
0: Free talk live call in talk about whatever is on your mind it's mark with you nobody and now chris that's right so nobody you're going by nobody these days
4: or is um nobody knows what i'm gonna do no, that's kind of what
0: I, I thought it's still
4: about the lulls. Uh, yeah i mean some some days i'm i'm nobody some days i'm i'm rich paul i introduce myself both ways depending on to whom i'm introducing myself um the the way i look at it is nobody's kind of the character and rich paul's kind of the actor Um, i kind of see it that way myself (laughs) but what's your mom um, say she said, "That's stupid." Kind <laughs> um, <laughs> that of the point, right? I imagine yeah. she's put up with it quite
0: a bit uh, throughout. Uh, oh, US. yeah.
4: I mean, she's she's had to deal with a lot of. I thought I gave my mom trouble. Grief. <laughs> I mean, my my family's meek and mild and law abiding, and 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 they. Adopted me. And yeah, same here. Apparently I adopted too. I was, uh, apparently, I'm guessing that I was descended from hunter-gatherers, and <laughs> they're descended from farmers. But uh, we we just have different attitudes about things. We love each other. We love each other That's a how lot. how families are. But we're very different.
0: And uh, we've got some good news that we're working on. Are we allowed to talk about the
4: application? Uh oh cell 411 that's right absolutely okay. i was hoping to actually let's cause... just
0: briefly touch on that i've got uh, i do have a call though i have to got, got, i've got to
4: take okay we'll take your call okay we'll, then we'll talk, about
0: self, uh, talk about self we're going to talk about cell 411 the app that uh, i think is so exciting and ian's been uh, ian and, and rich here have been dedicated to get going let's go to S- Gigi, calling from charleston Gigi. Gigi, you're on free talk live Gigi, you still there I talk too much. That loser.
4: All right. We'll put her back on the hold just in case. Good God. Run in your mouth when there's a pretty girl on the phone. Well, I don't the... know if she's pretty. She sounds pretty. Indeed. <laughs> Let me
0: go to. So, my title story here, the one that I've started off with, is, is that uh, Joe Biden apparently is scolding the oil industry over fuel costs. I want to re- say that one more time. Joe Biden is chastening (laughs) the oil industry
4: over fuel costs. Joe Biden is a freaking moron. I mean, the guy came into office. He actually... I mean, he. I guess he doesn't remember what his campaign promises were, but some of us do. Well, you know, we're not all senile like he is. And, you know, he promised when he came into office that he would regulate the energy industry out of business. And that's exactly what he did. Um, the, I mean, the the amazing thing is he's actually the one politician who really keeps his promises. The only problem is his promises are moronic and destructive. Um, U.S.
0: U.S. President Joe Biden on Wednesday chastened the oil industry over soaring fuel prices at the heart of a forty-year high inflation um, warning of unspecified emergency measures the letter sent to seven oh, the
4: fdr trick keep keep the business people guessing so they don't dare invest <laughs> uh
0: the letter sent to seven major oil corporations was biden's most direct salvo yet in a
4: campaign to blame the industry for stoking fuel prices why not he's blamed everybody else for every mistake he's made
3: i mean isn't most of the problem that they don't have the uh they don't have the uh uh, what is it? The uh, the permits basically to actually drill for the oil. Right. Um, Even though they have lots of permits. They, they don't have permits. Not every not every place yeah, that no. you drill will come up with oil.
4: And, well, think of it this way. What's the worst thing that Biden could think of to do to Russia when they invaded the Ukraine? I know what we'll do. I'll cut off their pipeline, just like I cut off America's pipeline, because I hated them, too. Yeah, I, mean, um, I would say that
0: I think it's fair to say that the Democrats were largely against um. You know,
4: shipping oil, making it as difficult as possible. They want to have a comfortable lifestyle without doing the things that are necessary to make life comfortable. And they think it can be done by magic if you just have enough guns. Well, I suppose you could
0: um go out and buy some solar panels, put them up and uh, you know, charge the grid, but none of them want
4: to do that. They just want to tell yeah. you you can't. I mean, you can do that, uh and it'll sometimes work when it's sunny. It'll cost you more than oil well, but um, I mean, every I imagine once in what it would a while it, it works. There, there is a former guva- I mean, gubernatorial you know, candidate in New Hampshire who made it's it. It's not work.
3: even. It's not even like the solar panels don't work. It's it's or that they're more expensive. It's that they don't work everywhere, right? So you can't just stop the oil, the flow of oil, and expect it to like yeah. magically, you know, uh, solve. You know, solar is going to magically solve your problems. There are some places that solar is going to work really well, like the desert, you know, uh, in Arizona probably or maybe Florida. But in here in New Hampshire, they're not going to work anywhere near as efficiently but as they do down there.
4: Even in the desert, you're going to have to have a lot of surface area on the roof of your car because the problem with. Yeah,
3: and that's another great example of, you know, it's not going to work everywhere. Right.
4: <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, a lot of the issue is not about making energy. It's about making energy portable, because if you can't take your gasoline with you it's not going to power your car yeah bat- batteries are supposed to be the great
0: hope but um I think that another we f- shortage that they're having we right shouldn't now. stop at fossil fuels here it's re- it's worth pointing out that Democrats if that's what you know if we're, if we're going to start laying blame at political parties I think it's fair to say Democrats are against um, hydro on major um, major rivers you know stopping the fishies from doing this thing or that thing right and they're against nuclear power both of these are considered green but they're not green in the way they want they just want yeah. magic electricity yeah. that they read about in f- science fiction
4: books because and, they're religious nuts you know their religion is 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 global warming any prosperity is a sin and if you sin you're doomed to burn in the eternal fires of global warming (laughs) now i'm not going to claim to have every
0: answer when it comes to um you know how we're going to move forward in a world with uh you know the way fuel is and that sort of thing but i think that people should take responsibility for their actions right if what you're trying to do is undermine America's fossil fuel industry, say so.
4: Yeah. One and, thing I and when you're doing it successfully, don't try to blame somebody else. You're doing what you promised to do. You're impoverishing us by destroying the energy industry. Own it. Live with it. The Greens will love you for it. They want us dead. Well, uh, the uh, I mean Americans generally
0: if we want to get if we if you want to move to uh you know more pressure on sustainable energy that's kind of what has to happen is is people have to be told hey look you got to pay for power and we're going to crank the prices up so that you are careful with it or
4: whatever hmm? Just make people's lives a living hell, and the survivors will eventually use green energy. (laughs) That's right, rocks and (laughs) wood. Um,
0: The letter, excuse me, yeah, the letter sent to seven major oil companies was Biden's most direct salvo yet. Average fuel fuel prices are now five dollars a gallon for drivers in the United States, up from three dollars a year ago, and. Less than that before that. And the spike is reverberating through the entire economy, helping to sink Biden's approval ratings below 40 percent.
3: You know what's funny about this is it's still not as bad as in Germany uh, in the 90s, I believe. Um, I, I could be mistaken about this, but as I recall, I think it was like it translates into like eight dollars a gallon in Germany in the yep. 90s. So we're still not at the price that Europe is, that Europe's Europeans pay for for gas.
4: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, they allow unlimited uh unlimited government power they were the home of the Nazis and that means poverty for everybody but It's else. all
0: over Europe as far as the the cost of fuel just to be clear yeah, so yeah, they, yeah. they drive these little tiny cars which you know that's that's a good thing uh, America is to my mind a little too car dependent personally uh, my take on it yeah. however um that's that to me that's a preference that's how they should you, you should decide I mean, as y- opposed to yeah, it
4: taxing people into it. I think America is other people's business uh, yeah, dependent.
3: Neither America nor Europe have figured it out yet. They need to just get rid of the regulations and the problem would solve itself. We would have dense urban areas, but we would also have a less dense, you know, uh, probably urban areas as well. But a lot of people wouldn't be living as rural as they are when they don't need to be because it's less expensive to live in more urban areas to a degree. Like when you get too dense, you do have run into cost problems, but
0: Yeah, it's coming or going. You're going to pay them one way or the other. The number is 603-283-6160. We'll get to your calls coming up next here on Free Talk Live. 603-283-6160. Free Talk Live call in. 603 283 6160. 603 283 6160. Mark with you. Nobody. And Chris. And you can do as uh, so many callers have done this evening and call in and talk about what you want. We're getting ready for Pork Fest, Fork Fest. Uh, You can go to porkfest.com. Dot com to find out more about the Porcupine Freedom Festival, pork is spelled with a C, not a K. And Fork Fest, which is spelled with a K, not a C, is at forkfest.party. So basically, fork fest, is the, fork fest is the Pork Fest after party. For those that just Ooh. haven't had enough, that are sick and tired of all the rules of the Libertarian Festival that came before, <laughs> comes. True Freedom if at you, ForkFest.party. If you
4: like the taste of minarchy that you get at Porkfest, you'll love the taste of anarchy that you get at ForkFest. Let's go to uh,
0: Gigi calling in from Charleston. Gigi, you're on Free Talk Live. Good
6: evening, gentlemen. Thank you. Captain, I don't like it when you don't answer. I love your voice
0: captain is not on tonight he's not know, so you're not hearing to? his voice is
6: this, is this mark
0: mark and uh nobody and chris Well,
6: you have a beautiful voice like the captain thank
0: you so much i think the captain okay, i think two that everybody's voices pales compared to the int- captain's
6: okay. <laughs> two points of interest for all the listeners out there in terms of hardcore consumer issues okay number one my husband was shopping the other day Right here in Charleston, on Savannah Highway, the main drag, and went into the grocery store called Harris Teeter. And what did he see? Right there as he entered, a big sign saying, we accept crypto.
0: Nice. I like that. I know.
6: So for anybody listening in my neighborhood, if you use cryptocurrency, you can shop at Harris Teeter on Savannah Highway. And secondly... I have been a member for years, and I really believe in this organization, especially because I think it would fit in with your interest in non American money, meaning no cash, no credit cards, no checks. It's <laughs> called the Barter Exchange.
0: Right. Um, these uh, Many it towns is have these. Wonderful. Yeah, many towns have these.
6: Mm-hmm. Yes, and many, many. Counties around the country have their own barter exchange organization, goods for services, goods for goods, services for services. I used to advertise for my uh, tutoring services. I have a Ph.D. and I was a professor for years in Miami. And some of my services that were exchanged for my academic skills were were dental visits and chiropractic visits, and we never exchanged money. It was wonderful.
0: I worked for, wow. uh, well, more than one radio station, but one radio station in particular uh, worked heavily with the barter exchange and. I love but, it. Yeah, it it really works. Now you have to do a certain level of uh, claiming things in your taxes, but significantly less than you would otherwise. That Wait, people don't
3: actually claim on their taxes when they barter? They do. Wow, Through yeah, the barter? Exchange. I haven't filed
4: since nineteen ninety nine.
6: it <laughs> It really is a great program if you don't want to involve yourself with cash, credit cards, or checks. If you believe strongly in non-American monetary things such as cryptocurrency, or if you're just having difficulty with writing a check to pay for a good or a service, it's a wonderful way to promote your skills and services in exchange for something that you might need.
0: I think it's great. Um, it's it's essentially the first alternative currency, and um, I'm completely for it. Thank you so much for the call, Gigi. Appreciate My
6: pleasure. It. Keep Bye-bye. it coming, gentlemen
0: and you too can call in at 603-283-6160 here on Free Talk Live. Let's go to Ridleyo calling in from New Hampshire. Ridley you're on Free Talk Live.
3: Hey guys. Hey, what's uh,
7: up? You guys you guys had a guest on your program, Erica Chenoweth, a professor who Long studied ago, civic yes. civic resistance, uh, civil resistance, Gandhi type stuff. Yep. Um And uh, I've been, you know, I I listen to her, you know, every six months I'll download all her most recent speeches and hear her out on all kinds of different things. And I wanted to share something with you that is a takeaway uh, from all that listening to her. And It's one word, or two words, labor strike. Um, Chenoweth says that the labor strike, uh, when used against an oppressive government or whatnot to try and gain concessions, is the most effective, historically, the most effective way of achieving um, uh, concessions. And this brings me to a question for you guys uh, that I kind of haven't. How would uh, something like that be done? And under what circumstances should it be done in a place like New Hampshire? uh, And and who should, who, if anyone, should be labor struck against?
4: Well, Uh, Given the situation (laughs) uh, on the federal level, I don't think it would do us any good there because the people running the federal government – don't know how or why things are produced, and so it's a mystery. they won't make the connection between if people aren't producing stuff, there won't be anything to consume. They'll right, just I mean, they blithely keep walking till they fall in a hole. I, I, they, they proved it over over this COVID thing, right? Like they have no idea yeah. why are why aren't there stuff on the shelves? And they, <laughs> they proved it with the oil. Biden really thought that he could destroy the energy. Uh, industry without driving and they would be too nice to raise prices because you don't raise prices unless you're greedy (laughs) isn't it amazing that that energy executives went through their entire lives Working only for the good of society and asking nothing in return, and then when Biden took office, they that's finally when they invented g- greed. Yeah, that's when they invented greed because you know, at no point before
0: that was uh, was their greed within the oil industry. It's really kind of ridiculous. Don't be greedy. Come on. I mean, as yeah, a politician that has built his
4: way out of mil- yeah. through millions, I mean, about this is the guy who's robbing us of hundreds of billions of dollars so he can send it to the Ukraine to pay them off for the hundred million dollars that they that they gave his son. He doesn't mind stealing a hundred times as much from us as he got paid.
0: Dave, um, as far as the labor strike and how it worked in New Hampshire, I think that probably you'd have to do a reverse. Um, it would have to be a tax strike. So people would have to withhold their property tax. And the best I've seen, people just don't have the guts to do the, it.
4: Well, the problem There's is There's not even holding danger to property it for several years. Is the only way that you can basically, the government will come and take your building, and then they'll sell it to somebody else, and they'll have more money than they would have if you had paid your taxes. But the only way to get around that, that doesn't is that way, to right be in a sufficient efficiently tight-knit and well-armed community so you can shoot the revenuers when they come for your property because you can't hide uh, yeah, it yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. move it you can't put property someplace can't be moved. else yeah, that's true. <clears throat> Uh, They're gonna come for it. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the uh, taking up arms, but um, you know, I'm not recommending it. I'm just saying, realistically, in order to do a property tax strike, that's what you would have to do. But it works. Everybody everybody knows where the property is. It works the same. Hold on, hold guys. It
0: works the same way with a labor strike because if you decide to go on a strike as a pipe fitter, uh, you know. 498 in Chicago, you're saying, I'm going on strike, and somebody crosses, some scab crosses the line and takes your job, then, well, maybe. Just maybe well, you, let him him you didn't
4: want it, apparently,
0: or you would have been doing it. Sure. Well, that's what uh, that's what the good folks of Keene will say when you
4: don't pay your property taxes, is that you must not have wanted your house. Well, I- yeah, but they're <laughs> morons. Go ahead. But, and, and but that's that's the thing that you can stop paying your income taxes. And if you if you don't earn too much money uh, and, and you earn what you do earn off the books, you can probably get away with that. Uh, so, but you can't hide real estate. It's impossible. It's like putting a Cadillac in your nose. <laughs> Go
7: ahead. So the Dave. whole the whole reason of bringing up this, you know, the, 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 the labor strike or general strike as an option is to remind people that there are many things they can do that are not violent against the government. And yet, Rich, you had to just go there, didn't you? The minute I try to bring up something nonviolent, you want to come up with a violent uh,
4: I was not advocating that. I was talking about the realistic implications of a bad idea.
0: Really, and I'm going to have to let you go. Thank you for the call. Withholding
4: property tax is a bad plan. They they can steal way more from you if you don't pay your taxes than they can steal if you do. 603-283-6160.
0: That's 603-283-6160. Remember, if we're wrong tonight and you know what's right, let us know. 603-283-6160.
4: Free Talk Live.
0: That's right, it is Free Talk Live, and you are free to call in and talk live here on the airwaves. It's Mark with you. We're known as Rich Ball and I'm, Chris. Sorry, nobody, I didn't quite get you on at the right time there. Let's. We've got. It's been wall-to-wall calls uh, the whole first hour here on Free Talk Live, and we still have some more calls to get to. And I'm excited about that. We, of course, have the uh, the news story that we're reading through uh, about uh, Biden now sitting at some
4: of his lowest ratings ever. Scolding. He's just Biden. His time. (laughs) Biden. His time into (laughs) what until uh, he forgets what's going on and yeah, they guy. can they can throw him out of office without him being aware of it.
0: I already was uh, at that point. <laughs> Indeed. So, the number, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Let's go to Matt calling in from New Hampshire. Matt, you're on Free Talk Live.
8: Hey, good evening, guys. This is Matt from the New Hampshire Independence Political Action Committee. I had uh, been. I spoke of, on the phone with Ian a few months ago, just about you know letting him know when it's time for for us to go live and when we're ready. And I wanted to call in to you, gents, tonight to say yes, we're live. We're accepting contributions. The website is nihpac.org, n-h-i-p-a-c.org. We're on Gab. We're on Twitter. Uh, we're excited for this uh, this uh, election season. I'm sure, everybody knows. This past spring, we had CACR 32 go through the House for a roll call vote, and we had 13 votes for yes, one for each of the 13 colonies.
9: Independence. And we hope to get, and we have,
8: and we hope to get more next year. So um, we're very, very excited. Um, uh, we, we've, already, we've been challenged by a local a local uh, rep running for a different kind of election to raise a, a certain sum of money, and we're actually well on our way to do that. I'm very surprised by the enthusiasm. Um, we do want to say that, that we didn't, and I think we already knew about this, but Ian got first. Was, was We were very honored to have Ian be our first contributor. Um, so we're, we appreciate his service, with free talk live, and everything else he's known for here in the Liberty community in New Hampshire. So we're very excited for that. And your goal uh, you is to
0: see New Hampshire uh, be independent of the United States federal government. Is that right?
8: That's, that, that's true. That's, that, that's true. We're, right now, we are the number one freest state, the number two safest. We have, we're ranked number four in the Human Development Index. We have a very high quality state. We've got four seasons. We've got pretty much everything.
0: Yeah. And, and one of them's longer I, I, than the rest, too.
8: Yeah. And that, cold. That, that's true. That's true. And, and, and I would say that we're leading. Like, we're, we're leading. We, we, you know, I mean, the, the results kind of speak for themselves. So, you know, as the situation in the rest of the country gets worse, you know, things are going to look better you know, here just because we have certain infrastructure in place, or I should say lack of infrastructure in place uh, to make things easier. To, to, we can afford a higher quality of life. And I yep. think you know, that, the, and, New Hampshire and, has
0: the highest median income of any state in the U.S.
8: That's true. That's true. And I think that sometimes you know, people, you know, something's got to break and sometimes you got to show the world that you know what you're talking about. And you know everybody likes to talk about you know Texas or or even most recently Florida or California seceding from the union but we're the ones actually having a vote on that which is actually pretty incredible
3: and yeah, it, and this is something that's very recent like it's not new uh but it's recent in terms of development that we've actually gotten you know we've actually made serious real serious progress right I, like i'm I mean, not sure nobody the, else has even had a, a vote on it let alone well uh, but hold on
0: yeah. this is the HCRs. so this is a house resolution this is a non-binding vote and i'm not sure that every state has a non-binding vote a vote that is meaningless let's have yeah. a vote well, that it, doesn't matter it's
4: technically yep, what happened right. in the legislature was a vote on whether we should be allowed to vote on it um and yep, uh, that's correct. sure. But this is still it's way too dangerous more, to vote on. This is still <laughs>
3: way more progress than any other state has had, um, I think, is is ultimately what it comes down to. But it's still we're still early in, you know, in the process of it. Uh, well,
0: I'll say this. Right? And it like, doesn't if you always want a thing to happen. You need to support it financially yep. and with your time. Sure. I however have mm-hmm. some questions about whether or not this is a good idea and I want to get some of those in. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah. So I, I think Mark uh, you're you're probably our biggest critic here. Um but I I think what
3: people sometimes have to remember is you don't necessarily have to uh you know, you can win the war and not or you can you can you can fight a battle, lose the battle and still win the war. It happens. And I think that's kind of um, you know what you know this independence thing in, in some regards is about you know um, it's it's something to rally behind it's something to get supporters behind. And it may it may not, you know, it may fizzle out or, you know, maybe it'll take a decade. You know, you don't know. But Mm -hmm. the point is, we're doing something. And by showing that we're doing something, it will attract more interest. It'll attract more people to New Hampshire Um, and in time will grow even bigger than we already are. And we've already grown substantially over the past, Mm -hmm. you know, three (laughs) election cycles. It's only been six years and we already added, I think. What was it? Thirty state representatives. That's the
0: existence of the New Hampshire Independence Party uh, has existed mm-hmm. three sec- uh, election cycles. Correct?
3: No, no, no. I'm, I'm actually talking about um, specifically free staters uh, that got that have gotten elected in, in the over the last three election cycles. We went from twenty to thirty to forty uh, free staters. That doesn't include other reps that got elected that were already living in New Hampshire. That yeah, were like I'm much libertarian. More interested or in the, or,
0: the number from the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. Um, people who have gotten rated. A's maybe even B pluses. I mean, you know, I'd I'd like to see graphs of those and where they're at. Um, I remember back in I think think it was the twenty
4: sixty. Yeah, it's a good, it's a goodly number. On that level, they're they're not accurate about everything. I don't think they they lean a little bit conservative. But uh... I I think that the only thing
0: I've seen that I thought the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance kind of tiptoed around was New Hampshire's very odd death penalty. Um, And I can see why a legislator doesn't want to die on that particular hill, that particular mole hill. What would he have to do to die on that hill? <laughs> well, uh, assassinate a cop is what he would have to do. Basically, in New Hampshire, at least at one point, I don't know what the laws are specifically now. I don't think New Hampshire's had oh, executions in a long time. But not since 1926. Um, there hasn't been an, election, uh, an execution, but there is somebody on death row. And hmm. you can only get on death row in New Hampshire by killing a cop. You cannot do it by Wait, killing really? an individual. See, that's correct. That's wow. something
4: that I, that I really think should be I, I do think it's important to change that just because, um, you know. I don't know if you're act, the best
3: person to be proposing that. People uh, nobody <laughs> act
4: like police lives matter and the rest of our lives don't matter. And and that is is very annoying. I mean – basically what what is it that happened in in texas they uh they decided their lives were more important than the children that they were paid to protect. it it does bring up an interesting
8: shameful very shameful
3: it it does bring up an
4: interesting point in that we we have um you know
3: (laughs) you think that when your job part of your uh you know your you know every job has certain you know Risks, right, and 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 when mm. part of your your job description says you know death in it, right, and and it's you know uh, to protect and serve, well, you're right? more
4: likely to die as a carpenter than well, as a right. cop. And, and it's this is the not thing. that dangerous. If, if that's they're just pussies about it.
3: If that's the thing, right? If that's what you're going to go around and telling everybody that you're here to protect and serve, and part of your risk, you know, part of that job, you know, uh, that, that you take on that responsibility is dying. Why is it that if you die, you know, the person that you get killed by is somehow all of a sudden, you know, you know you end up get you should have some sort of additional protection that nobody else has. It just seems absolutely insane to me. If anything, you should be you you should be less protected than your average citizen because you that, took that responsibility on voluntarily and you're paid to yeah. to take that responsibility.
4: And on. you're paid to ruin people's lives. You're paid to uh, To destroy people who have in many cases, done nothing wrong'm uh, willing to go halfway with you guys. from the politicians on matters of taste, like whether marijuana is better than alcohol it is <laughs> I'm willing to go halfway with you guys. I'm willing to
0: say that uh, police should not be held above uh, citizens, the pool from which they are drawn um, in, in any way, mm. and we can see what happens when you lionize officer safety over presumably civilian safety you oh yeah. get, you get things like what happened in texas now i don't think necessarily that we should go and uh, you know make them lower or
4: anything like that let's let's leave
3: it oh, even i think they should have liability they should be liable for their actions Basically, i agree with that 100%. the only way Matt, hold to the, the line
4: the only way to make them equal is to eliminate government and make them security guards
0: yeah and security guards are putting their lives in the line
3: right
4: more, more than a cop.
3: we got lumberjacks here that uh, die. More of them die than cops every
4: year.
0: It's Free Talk Live. The number, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You know what? I'm giving these numbers, and these phone lines are loaded. So we're not going to be able to take the call quite yet, but soon. Just keep calling. Uh, As soon as you hear me hang up with somebody, then it's going to be wide open. So I want to tell you about Odyssey. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. That's L-B-R-Y Library. It's an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over one million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators, during YouTube's crackdown for not so- towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live uh, YouTube channel started being receiving strikes and could be taken down permanently at any time, has been taken down multiple times. And thankfully, Odyssey has started uh, offering live streaming so that we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives uh, permanently to Odyssey. You can watch Live or anytime on our Honesty channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. Video.freetalklive.com. It's Mark with you. The nobody
4: formerly known as Rich Paul.
0: And Chris. Let's go back to Matt um, from the New Hampshire Independence Party. Whoops. It doesn't look good for Matt there. Did we lose him? I think we did. Um, by the so, looks of it. I want to go. He succeeded from the
4: call is what he did. What's that? He seceded from the
9: call.
0: <laughs> so um, CHCR uh, 6, which was what the New Hampshire um, resolution was, maybe it was 6, maybe it was 2, I don't know. I get these things confused. It's been years. Yeah, sure. um, was binding, but yeah. was lost miserably. Uh, so I was wrong.
4: It was non-binding. It, it, yeah. it was binding.
0: So, so what it would do is- uh, if- I
4: would not say it was lost, uh, lost miserably. I would No, say- not at all. I I was actually This is the first time it's come around. I uh, encourage how many states do you think that that resolution would have gotten any votes at all it,
3: in it didn't it won't even get to that point in any other state because when they bring see, here's what happens no state rep will dare to bring such a piece of legislation forward first it of all it requires particular
4: fortitude even if you
3: do it won't get on to uh, it won't ever get a vote in the right. house of representatives because in most states they can just get rid of it now that's not the case in New Hampshire um, but what's interesting in New Hampshire is that we actually, for for the first time ever, um, this has not been the case in the past, we've actually had reps that have said, we're going to step up to the plate and do this. And not only did we have one rep being willing to do it, we had, I think it was eight or nine reps that were willing co-signed. to do it. Cosigned. And then we had even more reps who, who voted for... 13 four. Now, this out is, of presumably 400. One of the, the biggest objections was they we haven't yet had any kind of publicity or marketing effectively of the idea in New Hampshire. We don't even have bumper stickers yet. Now this is interesting. We actually do have bumper stickers now, but they were just printed. They We just got them this week. So you don't even know. Reps don't even know that there's major support for this. If, unless they've been really, really following it. And most don't. And they ask, well, how come I haven't heard from, you know, you know, uh, you know, anybody on this, like any of the, uh, uh, my constituents. My, uh, yeah. Um, and the answer is very simple. Um, if you ask people, if you take a poll in the street, there's actually massive support for it. Um, but nobody has done any kind of significant, you know, writing campaign or write to the reps or anything. There's been a few stories posted here and there, but considering that nothing has been done, it's not surprised. People don't even know that they had this vote that was happening, you know? So, for, for for there not to be you know uh support by the reps no that's actually the proper course of action if you don't know that you're you know that anybody supports it why would you vote for it you should be doing what the people want and if the people don't know about it they actually I think voted the correct
0: way in some respects yeah I think that the the overton window has been clawed over a little ways' I'm, I'm certainly willing to concede that um, my main critique would be and this is my main crit- critique is is that number one banking will be very difficult that the United States will shut down the Swift uh, numbers for any New Hampshire bank that's willing to, uh, you know, deal with the secessionists and.
4: Yeah. Speaking of which, have you heard that Russia now has the strongest fiat currency on earth? <laughs> that was, after having their Swift access cut off, yes, the uh,
0: the large the global gas station known as Russia has managed to uh, turn the war so far in some ways into its financial favor. But I don't think in the long run yeah. it's going to work out for them. I, 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 I can
3: suspect you're right, Mark. Um, mm. But at the same token, I, don't, I think that's a really poor reason uh, not. Oh, to, I've got others. Not to move forward. <laughs> uh, but I think what we're forgetting I mean, is that if, New Hampshire doesn't. They
0: cut off the banks, no problem. Crypto. I, I know there's solutions. I mean, also if they shut down the borders and say, "Hey, you're not going to travel to work in Boston.
4: It's, you're not going to yeah. be, you know, mass. They're going to have damage. a hard time shutting down the Canadian border. People, though that was one of well, our considerations. The Canadians located. are shutting down their own banking yeah. and their own borders. Well, they don't oh. need oh. us. Let's
3: back up. Let's let's talk about why the government would not do uh, to New Hampshire what they've done to Russia. And and I'll I'll give you a very 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 good explanation. Economics. <laughs> The economies of, uh, you know, basically Boston and the region are so tightly entwined with New Hampshire, the United States would actually be hurting itself probably more than they'd be hurting the people of New Hampshire. It just wouldn't make economic sense to do that. It's not to say
4: they couldn't.
3: But if you're going to hurt yourself as much, I got to stop
4: you right there and and ask you, When has the government ever done anything that made economic sense?
3: Well, when it hurts the people in power, (laughs) that's when. Um, Oh, if it hurts them
4: personally.
3: Yeah. And and that's the thing. Um, I I don't think the government is going to. And and there's some other reasons as well. It's not going to be a popular war. Right. Like it's, you know. When people start dying, um, and it's Americans, what people consider to be Americans. Oh, I'm not
0: prepared to say that it's going to get that far. I don't think it will.
3: I don't think it will either. And that's this is all the more reason why we should be shooting for it. Because ultimately, what do we lose? Okay, so phrasing right. W- w- all we lose is something we didn't have to begin with. Um, you know, that's that's the worst possible
0: scenario. Is okay. We, we have we, nothing we, to well,
4: lose but our
0: chains. You could, you could secede tomorrow. Right. Like yep. you could just use your passport and uh, leave the country and then you don't have yeah, to deal it's with It's not quite the same thing. I, it, I, I I don't have to deal with the feds if I don't feel like it. Well, uh, Here's the thing. I, I don't know. Yeah, do, don't don't somebody deal.
4: else's feds who I, are frequently worse. I
3: completely disagree with you on that, Mark, because the feds effectively control like almost anywhere anybody would want to live. Well, and that's true. But they will control New Hampshire when New Hampshire's not in it. <laughs> and I agree with you on that. Um However, I think the difference between, say, Honduras and New Hampshire is that who's living in Honduras that wants freedom? You don't change things if you've got three people who can live side by side with you and basically have no power.
4: Um, there are certainly some people living in living in South America and Central America who want sure, freedom. They spend sure. most of their but time the, huddled up on our southern border.
3: <laughs> no, well, but the point that I, I think I want to make is that when you have people moving together in one region, you have power. You have you have a power base all the time. We're spread. The problem with libertarians is that we're all spread out so thinly that we have no power bases anywhere. If you try to go and do a migration to Honduras, you'll not get it. You'll not have enough people who are able to move to Honduras to have a power power base to actually affect politics well the goal well the
4: problem is there are there are you know 35 million uh libertarians and they're operating 35 million separate and and i would like
3: by the way
0: i would like to think otherwise i just don't think it's true free talk live 603-283-6160
1: We hope to see you there. Forkfest.party.
5: Yeah!
0: Come on! Free Talk Live. Call in, talk about whatever you want. There is a phone line open. It's Mark with you.
9: Yeah. then
4: nobody formerly known as Rich Paul. And Chris. I'll give you that number. It's
0: 603-283-6160. 603-283-6160. And uh, we got into it over New Hampshire Independence in the last segment. And I just wanted to make a, a couple of counters here um, so that we are you know clear on it.
3: I... You got to bring up your idea about... You know, we talked about off-air, too. What's that? Well, uh, you know...
0: We running about a, a
4: monster, uh, oh, buying a monastery? Campground no, no, no. and turning oh. it into no, no, a no, monastery. No, no, no.
0: Utila Independence. Okay. So, um, I, I, I currently am working with a resort on the island of Utila, Honduras. And
4: there have uh, been a lot of resorts. Is this your last resort? <laughs> <laughs> there have been
0: a lot of resorts. <laughs> And I, I think that it's uh, probably never mentioned enough is, is that the United States government takes a different look at people who are outside the borders than those who are in. And when Americans are outside the borders, they tend to support their activities more than they, um, you know, they're sort of pro freedom, pro American type of activities.
3: Right. So the CIA is going to support our
0: uh, coup? What What's the word? Coup? No. Coup. no. coup. of uh, Honduras? <laughs> I think not. I think it might be an exaggeration. But the CIA has done some horrifying things in Central America. But Honduras. Has always been the felt like the United States is a little brother, so they tend to be more. Um, if, if your big brother happens to be a violent psychopath, indeed, you want to keep them happy. Yeah. So. Um, some of my critique of New Hampshire independence is that it is currently a state. There has only been a few places that have seceded from the United States, and none of them did well post-secession. We can look at Palau, and we can look at the Philippines today, and we can say it has kind of been a financial hit. And most of those people would like very much to get into the United States still – now, New I mean, Hampshire those is are, different
3: in so yeah, I was much. I would say as, those are very different places geographically speaking. Um, yeah, they're
1: they're much poorer, which which is one of the, the opposition
3: points to to Utilla in terms of it also being an island. Right. Um. I, islands are tough. Uh, they're, they're more easily defendable, if that's what you want to do. I thought they were harder to defend islands. It was the uh, landlands that we usually. I, I tend to think
0: not. I mean, um, interesting point because I've heard things other other things from others. Most countries can't do amphibious landings, but hmm. you know, um. I mean, either way. So um, as long as we don't have to fight the U.S. government, we're okay. I well, I think that's really if if you're fighting the U.S. government, you have lost. <laughs> Probably right, and that's whether you're in New Hampshire or whether in Utila or wherever you are, you have lost.
3: That's a, that's a point for Mark there on that argument. Mostly, <laughs>
0: when I'm looking at um you know physical defense uh, on in Honduras, I'm looking against drug cartels. Um, Ooh, good point. I don't want. Yeah, uh, dangerous. That's def- definitely a bi- probably a bigger threat than uh, the government, even than right than the Honduran government or anything like that. Yeah. Now, um, you know, sometimes it's been the same thing. Um, in Ooh, uh, another point. history. That's another good point. Yeah. yeah. So these are things worth uh, worth talking. Well, about, I mean, this is but, this
3: also goes back to security and, and and defense ultimately, and why I've always been like, okay, well, w- with the Zetas, well, h- okay, so you can have security. Is will this regime allow you to import you know real weaponry, not just you know small arms because well, if the answer is what's yes a small arm shotgun yeah shotguns okay. you
0: know i mean that, i mean shotguns you're need handguns tanks. whatever
3: yeah, I mean, that's exactly. You're going to need some sort of tanks, uh, maybe some plane or, or aircraft no, of some no. kind. No, no. You're definitely
4: going looking... to need some ships. Now, when you were we were, we were talking
0: about ZEA previously, a ZA isn't a secession from any government. And no, it I understand open...
3: that. I understand that. Yeah. But if it enables you to set up your own security on, say, an island right, and yeah. arm yourself against attacks, then you potentially have a situation where, OK, even if this government's OK with that, the next government you can defend yourself against because remember you don't necessarily have to defend yourself against the entire government of honduras you just have to defend yourself you know have enough of a defense where it's not worth it for honduras to invade you know the next the next regime to invade when they decide they don't like what you're doing
4: you already cited uh pretty much the level um, of, of power that, that, that you'll need to survive, because the, the thing about Latin America is they, they seem to be very kind people, except that <laughs> when they see somebody who has more than they do, all of a sudden they want to kill them. I don't Um, see
0: no. I I think that I I think that might be a stereotype. It's true in some areas, but in my opinion, uh, I've only been robbed once in my life, and it was in Las Vegas, Nevada.
5: That's, um, see, by americans
4: uh, yeah okay, okay first off i gotta get to these that's calls completely wrong because you get robbed by the government every day way worse than anybody ever did you in vegas yeah that's
0: true too well um i want to get to the the phone calls here but um you know more or less what i would say is is that if uh, if you're going to start trying to build weaponry to defend yourself from the beginning, you got no hope at all, because you'll sink so much money into weaponry, you'll never have a chance to build up anything else. So I, I, you know, I disagree with that notion. Let me go to Olivia calling in from Arizona. Olivia, you're on Free Talk Live.
9: Hey, so I think it would be a really great outreach for the Shire Free Church to make um, like a promo or an ad or a bumper. I'm not sure what you want to call it, but to do Supreme Court cases that people don't know about that actually tell them what's really going on. So I'll give you like three quick examples. One is um, Deshaney versus Winnebago County Department of Social Services, where the Supreme Court ruled that despite a young boy being repeatedly abused at the hands of his father, that social services was aware of, but made no effort to remove the child, that uh, after his mother sued the, the state, because the child was put in a vegetative state at the hands oh, of the e. father, the court, the court ruled that the state had no special obligation to protect a citizen against harms it didn't create. There's that one.
4: Is um, this a biological mother, biological father situation? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it, it's really an amazing government business. Government. Uh, it's it's as as businesses go. It's the greatest business on earth. You can sell your product. To people who don't want it, you don't have to actually provide the services you're selling them, but you can force them to pay at gunpoint.
9: Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? And then you tell them they're citizens, which means that they have a, a citizen has a duty of allegiance in exchange for a duty to be protected, but that we don't have a duty to be protected. Um, so I think it'd be really cool if y'all made some some like educational bumpers about this, because I tried to explain this to people that I know, and they they look at me like I'm making stuff up, and I'm like, no, here, let me show you.
0: Well, they have no rebuttal um, to what you're saying. I, mean, I mean, they, it, Everybody innately knows that the government has no responsibility for um, doing what it says, and if they, they they know that if their house gets burglarized, there's no way they can sue the cops for it, but if they paid for a security company, you sure could. It's a combination Especially of... Especially if it,
4: you buy your security from the same people you buy your insurance it, from, if it's, which it, is a yeah. very (laughs) sensible and rational model because that way Your defense is provided by exactly the same people who lose money if your defense fails.
3: It all comes down to a combination of ignorance and denial. I think with most people, you know, uh, the one they're ignorant of what's going on around them, and then when you tell them about it, they're in denial because they don't want it to be true, right? I mean, who wants you know to learn that you know they're being robbed, right? I I haven't (laughs) been paying attention to this the whole
0: thing my whole life, and now suddenly when it's been uh, brought to the forefront, I realize, huh, I've just been ignoring everything. you know, which is most worse,
4: people the, ignorance or apathy. Who mo- knows? Who cares? For most people, the, the money's being taken
0: from their taxes
3: and they have no idea how much they're paying, right? Right. Um, I mean, d- most people don't even know what the sales tax rate is in their area or whatever, let alone, you know, what their, you know, income taxes zero are or except unprepared food, 9%. Well, yeah. You're, yeah, you're way. You see, we're different in this room. We, we know what we're paying. Um, I mean, most people, like, I mean, think about it. Like, you pay uh, there's a certain amount that they take from your paycheck right that they don't tell you about because it's not part of your salary officially and then there's the other part that gets reported on your paycheck but it's twice that because it's hidden it's a hidden tax and we have all sorts of hidden taxes like tariffs are another great hidden tax you know inflation uh, the prices on the products are higher um but there's actually that's it's not just a sales tax that you're paying there's another 25 percent tax that you might
0: be paying because of tariffs Very good, Olivia. Thank you for the call. Didn't exactly hear what she said. The number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160 here on Free Talk Live. call in talk about whatever's on your mind it's mark with you and chris 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 bitcoin.com is the best source for learning about cryptocurrency you can go there now and click on get started at the top of the page once you do that you'll find all sorts of valuable information Neatly organized to suit your needs. There's no longer an excuse for ignoring this important, world-changing information. If you are a knowledgeable crypto user, you can check out news.bitcoin.com to get the latest headlines of all the news that's relevant to you. Bitcoin.com is your source for everything crypto, like getting a wallet, mining, trading, Buying, selling, whatever it is you need to do that uh, has to do with cryptocurrency, they've got it all, in- including the list, uh, latest news, all in a slick and easy-to-use website at bitcoin.com. That's bitcoin.com. Guys, there have been so many calls tonight, and I want to apologize to everybody who's been on for a long time. Let's go to Mac in Colorado. Matt, Mac, you're on Free Talk Live.
5: Hey, Mark. Uh, nobody. Chris? Um, What's up? so I had a question for you, Mark. Yes, um, sir. How often do you, uh, travel and, uh, give out maybe business cards to people who don't know what free talk live is?
0: You know, I, I probably don't carry them as often as I should. Wait, really? Yeah. I mean, I... Yeah, I probably don't have them all. I don't have them all the time. Aren't you a sales guy? I know. Well, you know, (laughs) not
5: really that much anymore.
0: Yeah. To be honest. Yeah,
3: probably not for a while now, huh?
5: So. Well, I I feel like um, not just you, Mark, but maybe if uh, listeners or maybe if there was some sort of program uh, that rewarded listeners for like, I don't know, um, doing word of mouth, so to speak, of free talk live. Um, at like events and stuff and political events whatever people fancy and hand out cards and explain what the show's about so you can get more listeners and more diverse opinions calling in yeah I, I
0: have uh, I've certainly gone to a bunch of different events and you know basically when I'm in town somebody some libertarian knows it when I used back when I use social media a little more uh, regularly, they would find out they'd be like, hey, we're having a meetup or, you know, there's a Liberty on the Rocks or whatever is going on. And would you come out and, you know, say a few words? Uh, probably haven't happened most recently when I was in uh, Playa del Carmen, Mexico. I ran into, um, you know, fellow libertarian right on the street, just saw him and he's like, Mark, you know, and <laughs> I ended up. Probably a couple of days, a couple of few days later, um, at one of their cryptocurrency meetups talking about free talk live and how we got raided by the FBI, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> these, these things do happen. Um, it's always been pleasant for me being recognized, by the way. Um, so far, it doesn't happen that often. Mind you, I'm on radio. I'm not on uh, television, which is, you know, in many ways, a blessing. Um, You've got the face for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
5: So and then on to my next subject. Yes, sir. Nobody. Nobody, Chris. Why not both?
4: Nobody, Chris. Why well, not yeah, both? both of you guys. Why I'm, not both? Why not nobody? Both? Why, and why Chris?
5: not Bitcoin? Why not Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash? Why not both?
4: Um. Well, I mean, certainly that's that's better than just just BTC. Um. My issue with Bitcoin is that it is hyped as uh by the mainstream media as the be-all and end-all of what cryptocurrency is and so i don't want for people's first and frequently only impression of cryptocurrency to be a cryptocurrency that happens to be worthless for use as a cryptocurrency um I would like them to see, as the exemplar of a cryptocurrency, a cryptocurrency that will actually achieve the goals that cryptocurrency set for itself at the beginning. And that involves replacing Visa and MasterCard and their 3% fees by having much, much lower fees. It involves banking the poor Banking people who earn two and three dollars a day—you can't do that if it costs. If you have to pay a three-dollar fee to buy a two-dollar cup of coffee, um, so Bitcoin is just. I, I'm a great believer in Unix, and Unix believes that a, that a computer program should do one thing and do it very well. Bitcoin does one thing, and it does it very badly. And that's not my goal for software.
3: I don't think that's always been the case. Um...
4: It hasn't. It, it started out good, and it. I think it was intentionally sabotaged by Blockstream so that they could make it look like crypto was worthless. And I think that's also why it is the one cryptocurrency that the mainstream media uh, hypes because the mainstream media doesn't want us to have a good cryptocurrency and it doesn't want wide acceptance of cryptocurrency
3: yeah i, I don't know um this is one of these things where i i wouldn't uh I, I i'm not i'm not particularly harsh on bitcoin i i think it's still useful um even though i understand that most you know It's not useful for small purchases, and certainly, it's not my favorite crypto. I think something more like Monero would be my favorite crypto. You got the Um, shirt on. Yes, I do. Uh, (laughs) But at the same time, I also recognize that we don't have the tools at this point to really see widespread acceptance of Monero. So, how do you, if you, well, we certainly have the tools. Bitcoin Cash are still way better. Widespread
4: existence of. Acceptance, um, you mean? Of, uh, I mean, we have the tools for widespread uh, acceptance of Bitcoin Cash sure. because Bitcoin Cash is the real Bitcoin.
3: So, so either way, I think the point is that I'm trying to make is that um, it, you, what I, I kind of want to say that you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Um, it's sort of like that.
4: No, no, you keep the Bitcoin Cash. You just throw the Bitcoin out. Well,
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, See, I think this is one of these things I'm where I'm gonna use what what's convenient uh, for me. And you know, a lot of people want BTC. They recognize the brand, and um, it works. I, I can't swim up every river. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I it don't works. Know.
4: I was telling somebody how great Bitcoin was in in 2017. I remember. And and I got a phone call back from them a few days later, and they said, hey, I took your advice, I bought some Bitcoin on Coinbase, and I sent it to myself, and it's been stuck on the blockchain for two (laughs) weeks. What the hell do you think that's good for? Well, that's what happens when you have tiny block sizes, and you refuse to scale. Now- as you're, an you're talking- IT protection <laughs> professional, when when I've got a piece of software in production and it doesn't do what the customers expect it to do, I'm going to do whatever the hell it takes to make it work.
3: I don't think your criticism is overdoing it so much as it's it's been done to death, right?
4: Um, it, 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 the, well, it hasn't been done enough to get the poor suckers to change. off yeah. the idea. It's not going to change that um, you can have a digital store of value that is of no value for its intended purpose.
3: The, I think the counter to that is. It most of its life, Bitcoin has not had those insane fees, or had that problem. Right? I sent uh, um, I sent some BTC today. No, it was like fourteen cents. Yeah, it's and, and only is, when it gets
4: popular right, that that and, happens.
3: And I think the point. I think the point is, yes, we should move on from BTC. Um, but at the same token, <laughs> making it out as if like BTC is, uh, you know, you can't use BTC. I think it's it's a bit. Mm, I think it undermines your if cause. You
4: earn three dollars a day that 14 cents how many people do you know
3: three how many people do you know that earn three dollars a day i get that there's people out there like that but most of the people listening are not uh,
4: but but the thing is i'm not just interested in rich americans one of the promises of crypto is to be able to bank the poor and when i say poor i'm talking about real poverty it's absolute poverty which is defined i last i heard as two dollars a day although it probably
0: costs up to three dollars a day now, Absolute poverty. i think is what you're talking about yeah so uh mac uh, let me get uh, some final words from you here
5: uh, uh that's pretty much it um i you know i'm just gonna just probably still stack bit btc and then when need be to, uh Sell it for Bitcoin Cash.
0: It seems like a better thing to store your wealth in. Um, it seems like it's going to go up and down with uh, less ferocity and um, you know less opportunity to lose money. That's my opinion.
4: I think the, what's that Bitcoin Cash or Bitcoin. Bitcoin?
0: Yeah, I think
3: ultimately at the end of the day, what it comes down to Thank is what works today best might be BTC for some purposes, and then there may be other cryptos like Monero that works better today for privacy. Oh, yeah. right.
0: Um, well, Monero tomorrow will it'll be have else. a warm place in my heart. I mean, I just, yeah. I can't give up on that. Yeah,
4: well, the I'm, value of a crypto is how many transactions it will pay for. So. Number 603-283-6160. Free Talk Live. Free
0: Talk Live. Free Talk Live. 603
1: 6160
0: 603-283-6160. F it will do it live here on Free Talk Live.
5: <laughs>
4: that was actually the uh, the intended title for a, for a podcast, I guess the <laughs> <at one point. laughs> It's marked with you. Uh, the nobody formerly known as
0: Rich Paul. And Chris. And we have calls on the line, so we are of course going to get to those. Before we do, however, I want to tell you about Freedoms Phoenix. It's your source for all the news, um, economic news, government, overreach, insane government spending, and more. Get today's headlines. Is there
4: any other kind of government spending?
0: (laughs) All in one place and from a fresh libertarian perspective. You can find this and more at Freedoms with an S, phoenix.com. It's FreedomsPhoenix.com. If you don't know how to spell Phoenix, it's okay one of the search engines will fill it in for you. Because believe me, <laughs> I don't know how to spell Phoenix. I just type it in. <laughs> go from there. That's funny. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, I just can't do it. I probably should practice, but uh, yeah, have not. Let's go to Sarah calling in from New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Sarah.
4: oop, Did I push the right? Yeah, I pushed the right button. We're on. If she's off the line, you push the right button. I believe she is. All right, well, I don't know
0: what to That's say. terrible, nobody.
4: <laughs> I know, I'm a bad man. What I've you, got a question for her tonight, actually. So well,
0: I, let's just go ahead and take this other call here on Free Talk Live. You're live. It's New Mexico again. Excellent. You lose.
10: Yeah. <laughs> Hey, uh, uh, nobody just illustrated one of my points that I was going to ask you about. But but first of all, Africa, uh, nobody is correct. There are millions and millions and tens of millions of uh, and possibly even 100 million Africans that live on 50 cents a day, a dollar a day, two dollars a day, three dollars a day. They're styling, man. They are styling. They do things like get paid 50 cents for a day to walk uh, seven miles from one town to another with a with a forty pound load on their head to deliver it uh, while delivery trucks whiz by them because they cost more.
4: So yeah, somebody's got to deliver anyway. that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, so. uh, well, no. People have to do that because of because they don't have uh, capital. Sure. But it can be done in more efficient ways. And that means lower prices and higher wages, and that's the name of the game when it comes to economics. Because that means that your economy is functioning well, well maturing, doing think. what economies do, which is meeting as best they can the infinite needs. Of are the infinite desires of human beings using limited means.
0: Well, it takes a little right. while for a, an economy to mature, and I think that's important, is, is that there's no good or bad here. Whose ancestors didn't, um, you know, do these kind of menial tasks?
8: Well,
4: there, there, there no, is, there well, is well, a, a minute, bad a in people are being left behind uh, mm. by progress, and a lot of the reason... I mean, there's, there's a number of reasons they're, they're being left behind, uh, but Hernando de Soto, uh, not, the, not the conquistador, what? but the economist, uh, wrote a wonderful book called The Mystery of Capital. Um, so that- de Soto,
0: no doubt, is, is a genius. David, would you please? Yeah. So, well, my only point was to support nobody's
10: point that there, these people exist. And that's that. I didn't mean to go into all the other, uh, all the rest of it. I knew I was taking a risk even going to Africa because I figured that that would happen. But uh, going to Africa oh well, is always a risk. Yeah, yes, and uh, but those people exist is the point. And then then Mark, oh, let me counter Mark. As long as you, as long as you put yourself out on the line, in the, in the world that we have, where we have space stations that are, what, 300 feet long and multiples of them uh, floating around up in space, there's no excuse for people uh, getting paid 50 cents a day over in Africa to carry 40 pounds on the top of their head, seven miles as delivery trucks whiz by them. And now on to my point. Whoa, uh, what, uh, now, uh, you,
0: yep. have, you have uh, touched one of my favorites, the sweatshop defense. Mm. Um, and I've got to say, I will defend a sweatshop uh, because there's only one way for a an economy to grow uh, to prosper to mature and that is for us to go through the single steps if you find a bunch of uh, guys living in the uh, people living in the stone age on some island someplace they're not immediately going to be able to jump to cell phones and uh, you know all the the luxuries of modern life they have to go through the steps now they'll be able to do it much more quickly Than our ancestors did because in many cases they had to forge the way they had to create the ability um, of of capitalism to to create the industrial uh, revolution and a variety of things like that and so they can often do it in a lifetime which um, you know day to day may not look so great but um, you know in a lifetime it looks pretty good
4: the the problem is that if you're being robbed blind by by the system then that's going to be a huge disadvantage in the actual uh, thing that has to be accomplished in order to improve people's lives. And that is the acquisition and concentration of capital.
0: So um, there's very few third-world countries that I would go and uh, besmirch with the label capitalist. All right? They're almost all socialist because poor people love to vote for social. Even even when there's no money to steal, they love to vote for socialism. So... Um, what I believe. What what does everybody
3: that, love to vote for the people who are going to give them more free stuff? Well, that's every everybody, <laughs> promises.
4: Everybody who loves who who loves to vote loves for the loves to vote for the people who pretend to care about them. They oh, do, yeah.
0: Um, now, so I think that um, when when I think about this, I think that if you bring real capitalism, and real capitalism means honoring your word, to my mind. And maybe I'm wrong. You know. Maybe this is uh, you know, free market. Uh, maybe this is morality. I don't know what it is. But I don't believe that you can steal from people and call that capitalism. I think we call that government.
4: Um, well, what's what's there's, there's a lot of people in the world who are stealing from people and calling it capitalism. And the reason they do it is because lying and stealing go great together.
10: There's still the dichotomy, though, in a space-age... World where the world is almost one that you have people uh, living like that. There's really no excuse for it, especially when people uh, within 20 miles of them are zipping around in Jaguars and Mercedes and have everything that we have. But uh, I mean, I mean, because we we don't have the same thing here. You don't have the the super super poor living on a dollar a day coexisting with those driving Mercedes, talking on their cell phone, and uh, owning condos and uh, stuff like that. So, but that's but if that's the government keeps
4: growing, we can. Esp- to that <laughs> I mean what yeah, would you right. do you
3: what would you have us do to solve this problem that, well you don't have enough radio
10: time to discuss that whole thing so there's no point in even beginning it because if you want to dedicate a whole, a whole hour to it I'm, I'm welcome or I'm uh, willing to stay on the line you got about 30 seconds man it. so speak oh, up, yeah, up yeah, and and you quick. four yeah, words <laughs> get rid and, of government and and, Mark, to make my other point that, that, uh, that I called about and that nobody illustrated quite well, uh, two things. Number one is, um, talking about Sarah, for instance, why, why does a business ridicule its best customers?
0: Why does a business ridicule its best customers?
4: Um. Well, yeah. generally, the She's best customers customer. are the people who generate I mean, the most profit, not the people who I mean, who take Sarah up the most. Well, you the don't. You don't even understand, understand your to listen own to the model, show. Then.
10: nobody. You don't even understand your own business model because you are uh, doing advertising. Did. I don't know Hello? about. No, you're, okay. yes she is. You're selling advertising based on Sarah. You wouldn't, if, if she wasn't good for business, you wouldn't repeatedly take her call and keep her on longer than any other caller using her to illustrate your points of how you're different
4: from her. <laughs> oh, Hold that's, on, hold on. So, okay, well you, you've no, answered on, your own question. Go. That's why we ridicule Sarah. This actually my business. business. I never had a, question. I understand it a it. Question. I'm going to tell you this.
0: I've certainly had callers that I disagree with. Uh, the callers that I think are bad for the air. But I'll tell you, when you've got an ideologue like Ian freeman that runs the show calls it free talk live he's he believes his hands are tied what can i do it's free talk live he's gonna take the calls because that's what the show's about he's principled yeah we just that's we what it comes down to do it for that reason it's, it's not I, about I the money agree. it's about principle I, hold th- th- I thanks BS. for the call <laughs> called yes he's calling us well, I, I gave the best answer i had um the number 603-283-6160 here on free talk live talk live call in 603-283-6160 talk about whatever's on your mind 603-283-6160 mark
4: nobody
6: and
0: chris perfect and guys there are no phone calls this is the first segment of this show where we haven't had phone calls ah finally there you go let's is that a good thing is that what we're aiming? For? <laughs> no, I'm just uh, saying that uh, things have changed from but the way they have the rest of the show.
3: Break! I finally can get a word in. No oh, God,
0: <laughs> I'm still here. Yeah, <laughs> Rich is doing fine. <laughs> so uh, we were talking previously about jo- this article from uh, Yahoo News: Biden chastens oil industry over fuel costs, and I just think this is kind of silly. I mean, you know, like does Biden think that greedy corporations just suddenly became greedy? He's just using capitalism as
3: an excuse to, you know, basically take advantage i mean he's taking advantage of a population effectively who doesn't understand that capitalism isn't the problem it's the thing that's made them prosperous and it's the socialism that he's trying to input uh put in place that's actually been causing our uh economic decline you know for
4: a while it's it's hard to tell if if he's an idiot or if he just thinks that that we're idiots. Most presidents just think that we're idiots, so they tell the same sort of lies. But, uh, but you know, most presidents don't shake hands with nobody. <laughs> um, most, I mean, not me, the other one. Um, most presidents, you know, don't talk about, you know, when they used to be truck drivers, when they provably were never truck drivers so most most presidents when they molest children they do it in private not on camera um you know (laughs) and and so biden i think is is in a whole whole different different class and just operating as as a puppet but who knows he may just be cunning and think Wow! If they think I'm just a moron, I can get away with doing all this stuff. No, 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 no. And Many years ago, I was at a bi- convention, tri- billions of their <laughs> on, dollars Rich. to pay back the people who paid my son off. Millions.
0: All right, go on. <laughs> I, 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 I muted him. So um, I, I want to tell this story where uh, years and years ago that. I met Joe Biden uh, along go with Ian Freeman and it, what happened was is that um, Biden. Um, was giving a speech out in front of uh, this whole talkers convention. It was the Air America time frame. I don't know what year it was, but let's call it 2008 or something like that. Way back. Um, maybe even before that. And, I, I you know, here he is giving a speech. Rachel Maddow's interviewing them is before she was on television or anything like that. Mad cow! And, she, and he turns to the audience, raises his hands for applause at the end of his speech, and it's a room full of Republican talk show hosts. They literally were <laughs> booing him. And what's he do? He, you know, he's preparing for his applause. He just stands there as though he's being applauded. Then he <laughs> runs to the door to get the people coming out the door to shake their hands. I mean, and the only thing I think is this guy's soulless. And I haven't changed my mind. Hold on. There's a really great part of this because okay. that I'm does going, make it easier to be a politician. He is absolutely soulless um, in a way that For sure. is beyond uh, even a politician's uh, abilities. Then my good friend Ian, my co host Ian's behind me, when we're going through the door. Now you know how I am. I'm mild mannered, whatever. Joe grabs my hand, shakes it like a dead fish, and then off I go. Well, Ian reaches out his hand. And you know what the hairy hand is? Like from the 80s, when you reach out to give a handshake and then you quick pull it through and pull it through your hair? <laughs> he literally gives the hairy hand to the future president of the United States.
4: <laughs> wow. That is a hilarious story. That's, that's a wonderful thing. I've wonderful only seen him do thing it once. To do because and it had to be a president. These people need to know that at least somebody knows that they're scum. yeah somebody
3: knows you're uh, scum i want to go back and make a point so politicians tell you what they want you to or what you want to hear okay that's how they get your votes they don't do what they tell you that they're going to do we're just to remember that you know
4: actually biden biden is i gotta give Biden credit for being an honest politician. Surely he, he, he promised an extravagant amount of money to the Ukraine for paying his son off, uh, to the tune of millions of dollars. And he's delivering in spades. He said I, he would destroy the American energy industry uh. and he has destroyed the American energy industry. But
3: I don't think he's, you know, giving you the whole story. I mean, he's He's telling you what you want to hear. He's failing. I don't to tell want you that, to
4: hear that people are going to pay the Ukrainians off okay. and 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 destroy the energy sure, industry.
3: Sure, sure. But you're you're a unique individual. What most people want to hear is maybe the better way to phrase that. Um,
4: it, you know, it's it's.
3: He's telling you what you want to hear. He's not telling you the part how you're going to
0: pay for it. Yeah, that's the truth. Let me tell you real quick about Freedom Fest. From July the 13th through the 16th, that's next month, I will join thousands of passionate defenders of liberty in the Mirage in Las Vegas for Freedom Fest, the world's largest gathering of free minds. Freedom Fest is an intense rewarding four-day conference like no other with big debates, world-class speakers, a film festival, social events, the trade show for liberty, and much more. This year, I'm talking about locating liberty with hundreds of other premier speakers and top-level experts in a wide range of topics. Speakers like Lisa Kennedy, John Cleese, Ben Stein, Steve Forbes, Rand Paul, John Mackey, um, Zubby. Udeze, I got to get his name right? Uh, Del Bigtree, Glenn Greenwald. It's big names uh, there at Freedom Fest. It's freedomfest.com. Use coupon code FTL50. And you can get $50 $50 off the regular rate. And by the way, bring somebody else and they get a sort of a couple's rate. Not that you have to be a couple or whatever, but bring bring another person. It's freedomfest.com. You don't
4: have to be a couple to get the couple's rate? That's correct. That's Uh, confusing.
0: July 13th through the 16th at the Mirage in Las Vegas, freedomfest.com.
4: Can you get the big spender's rate without being a big spender? I
0: don't know. I I haven't even heard about the big spender's rate. Perhaps you know more about it than I. (laughs)
4: <laughs> well, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh, quoting here from Biden, refinery profit margins well above normal being passed directly on to American families are not acceptable. Biden wrote in the letter to executives from Shell, Marathon, Petroleum Corp, um, Valero Energy, Exxon Mobil, Gee, 66, you, and BP, you, Chevron. you
4: think th- that profit margins increase when some moron cuts off all foreign trade? Right, when there's less
0: competition, you're going to have larger margins, and that's just how that goes. This is economics, and a man who's
4: been in politics for 40 years ought to understand it. My administration is prepared to use all— Well, he understood it enough to get rich on a on a salary of, of less than 200000 a year. He's literally a multimillionaire.
0: Yes, uh, but he got that way through graft, not through uh, serving people. He's serving somebody. My administration is prepared to use all reasonable and appropriate federal government tools and emergency authorities to increase refinery capacity and output in the near term and to ensure that every region of this country is appropriately supplied. Well, you can't just turn this stuff on and off.
4: (laughs) Well, he he did say appropriate, and to him, freedom is inappropriate. It's not civilized. The number 603
0: 283 6160. free talk live the number is 603-283-6160 603-283-6160 here on free talk live it's mark with you nobody and chris and that's right it's been a it's been a great friday night guys i really have enjoyed this with all the calls Busy. you wore me out nice being on the show ian just gave up the chair he's like hey you want to do friday night no problem. He's uh I think he's watching a movie with uh, Bonnie and you know just well I mean he's listening to the show too. He doesn't ever not <laughs> listen to the show, but he can kind of compartmentalize. It's been 20 years and so um you know he has the ability to to do that sort of thing. Um anyway, it's been a really great. Thanks guys. It's been a nice show. No so, problem. Uh but there's plenty more to it. Let's go to Sarah calling in from New Mexico. Your favorite caller, isn't it, Rich? Oh, yeah. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live.
11: Oh, yes. You know, I'm so happy that Ian's taking a day off, too, on Fridays. Because, you know what? You guys are a lot more nicer to me. Oh, we're not going <laughs> to let you
3: escape the
0: criticisms. Oh. i oh,
11: like your I actually sure got
4: a question for
0: you. I, I like your call, Sarah. Go ahead.
11: Yeah, what? what's the call?
0: I said I like oh, your calls.
11: Can I, yeah. Okay, could I... Okay, I was so excited. Did you know Revlon, the makeup company, is put out of business?
0: Oh, my. Why?
11: Well, You know what? They went broke because they spent millions of dollars on <laughs> what? Commercials. And I know that my net company, you know, took away some of their business. Our word of mouth advertisement, you know, more competition for them. So, hold on.
0: Is Revlon out of
11: business? <laughs> Yes, yes, that's what I told you. Yeah, it's uh, it's on the news. I mean, okay. it they went out of business because they got too much competition. So, from,
3: was there a bankruptcy yeah, like, or? And, uh, you know, usually, Sarah, here's the thing, Sarah, usually companies don't go out of business like they just they don't just go out of business like yeah. something happens or some sort of bankruptcy. And often they come out of bankruptcy. So uh, I'm I'm a little skeptical, but
0: it I, says I, here Revlon borrows uh, three hundred and seventy five million in bankruptcy to shore up supply chain. So it looks like Revlon is in big trouble.
4: Well, which chapter of, of bankruptcy and is it a reorganization? It's got to be 11, right? Or is it a liquidation? Um, I can't
0: remember. I I forget on these, sorry.
4: Uh god, I just took a business law class a couple of years. So there's ago the reorganization it, versus
0: sort of out of business, uh, but you know, whatever the case may be. That's uh looks like yeah. Sarah's correct. Please go on, Sarah.
11: Well, what I was saying is that uh look, you know, tens of thousands of uh, customers with my network company, I'm not supposed to well, you know, they a uh, part of our line is our makeup products. So I don't really care about Revlon products. I, you know, they they never live up to the the commercial. It's like a false commercial. They do up the commercials, and they and their foundations and their their makeup don't live up to the the promise commercial. So I think so.
4: If you don't so, like things um, that don't live up to their hype, you're going to hate so, socialism.
3: <laughs> uh, let me let me ask you this, Sarah. It, it it sounds like you got a job here. It Sounds like you've embraced capitalism. Is is that an accurate description of what's going on?
11: Well, I mean, it's it's. I guess you could say that it's a form of capitalism. Yeah,
3: you're working for a company now, yep. right?
11: Well, I'm I'm not I'm not really signed up. I I'm a customer and. I just Richard is the one that's on the account. He could actually sign you guys up if you All, right.
3: All right, so let me let me let me let me rephrase this. You you are participating in some sort of Ponzi scheme, then? What do you mean Ponzi scheme?
0: You mean a uh, network
3: marketing scheme? or some sort of network network marketing scam? Yeah, or no, there's lots of uh, that's what it sounds like to me. Too, well, Sarah. I think a uh, Ponzi is scheme for, is
4: is is technically a swindle where early investors are paid off. With money derived from later investors, but nothing is actually invested. The best example of that is Social Security.
0: Eh. So Avon made it through network marketing, and I think it's a good model for makeup. And here's the reason why. Because somebody who has a skill set of a makeup application can have a little business Selling makeup, and they can show the ladies, you know, their friends. Presumably, it's ladies, their friends, yeah. um, how to apply the makeup, and they can then, you know, use their skill set as a value add to make the, you know, pricing so model work.
3: I, I think it wouldn't be a scam if you are a very social person with a lot of friends i think the reality is most people and this is why i think it's somewhat of a scam you know kind of bordering on kind of a ponzi type thing is because usually they try to get you have to invest something uh-huh. right but they try to tell you that you just have to sell to all your friends or whatever but at the end of the day how many friends do most people have and then how many of them are going to want the product that they're you know well, they're trying to a,
0: sell. You need something that's consumable, and makeup certainly is. Uh, hopefully, they're putting it on every day. Um, mm-hmm. That's the that's the pitch, anyway. Yep. Um, I can't say I know that much about makeup, generally. I don't either. Um, you know, I'm not, obviously, not my big my forte. But, uh, well, I'll tell
11: you what, the, women, we love makeup. I, I mean, it's like a multi-billion dollar, but we just can't get enough of it. Um, and the thing is that I think Mary Kay, they're still in business. I found oh, a yeah. Mary Kay card. So um, a lot of these um, companies do stay in business, um, but it's it's not about the company.
3: It's about you being able to uh, generate a profit from your participation in that marketing scheme or scam or Mm -hmm. however you want to phrase it. I mean,
4: I I think you hit hit on exactly the right uh, Mm -hmm. problem because mathematically, the the organization of network marketing makes a lot of sense the the problem is that i think it's i think it's such a uh i think as a means of organization it's so effective that people end up using it for scams but i think real things could be done with uh with with the philosophy and uh and and mathematics behind it.
3: I, I don't think i would I, I think i think it is in some sense the way it's sold these most of these marketing schemes you know i don't i'm not saying they should be illegal but what i am saying is i i think people are getting into most people who participate in these types of things
0: are getting into something that will never make them any money and well i think that may be true um so it it, it takes a great uh deal of sales drive to make money doing these sorts of things. But I I feel like makeup is one of those um, industries where it could be true. And what concerns me is companies like Mary Kay and companies like um, Avon have kind of left their distributors behind. Tupperware is another one of them. Uh-huh. Um, these these ladies, in many cases, um, busted their humps for decades bringing these, uh, the, these brands to the marketplace. And then what's the brand do? It sits in um, CVS um, so that it can get the, uh, you know, the low-end market and you know sell to everybody. And when all of its distributors did all this work to, to it's called network marketing, to oh, yeah. network market it. And it's I not feel your like business. Uh-huh. It's, it's somebody else's business. I feel like there should be a commitment from the manufacturer to its network marketers. Like a contract. This is the way we're going to do business. We're going to stick with you. You stick with us. And yeah, baby, we're bringing you that pink Cadillac.
4: Actually, the thing that the would probably be most effective, uh, marketed by network marketing, and it actually bait and what you're saying would be baked into the pie. Um, imagine a crypto that paid a cr- that paid a premium, based on, uh, to people, users of the crypto, who create more users of the crypto, based on, for example, uh, maybe a tenth of a percent yep. of the uh, of the spending of each person you you bring in.
0: I think it's a great idea. Um, I'm for it, and I kind of tried to do something just like that with the uh, uh, the setup that we had originally. For crypto accepting businesses here in New Hampshire, where it would be just the smallest of fees that uh, that the person who got the store originally would get. But basically, it would drive you to get out there and bring store after store after store in. And as people who in crypto, you'd really be able to line up. You, you really
4: don't need a fee because people spend 10% to get it off the exchange. You, so you all got you need to do is get it at spot, and you're golden. Crypto's so always got
3: people. a chicken and egg problem, I think. So, yeah, it's kind of hard to get over it.
4: I've bought both chickens and eggs with
0: it. 603-282-6160 here on Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Come on. Well, I guess it's the final segment here. Um, Free Talk Live, guys. Uh, 603-283-6160. Yeah, that's it, in fact. 603-283-6160. You can call in and, uh, well, we'll try to get you on in the final segment here. It's Mark with you. And Chris. Nobody did, uh, sorry about that. I may not have got actually your mic turned on when you said it. You didn't.
4: well, I said nobody. (laughs) He did. You You
0: said it, but the mic has to
3: be unmuted for you to actually be on the radio. Chris, before we get into if your story, nobody
4: says nobody, and nobody's around to hear. Did you he really make a sound?
0: Yeah. I, t- <laughs> <laughs> before we get to Chris's story here about Jeff, Jeff Bezos playing his violin while uh, Rome Burns, um, I want to tell you about Truth Smacks. So, Truth Smacks are a trail mix. And we've got a friend. Her name's uh, Suzanne. She's a former English teacher and longtime truth seeker. She recently started her own trail mix brand, making it, bagging it, sealing it herself in a commercial kitchen down in Naples, Florida. She's going to be up here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And these bags are unusual in a few different ways. Some have uh, truth quotes, freedom quotes, a variety of things like that. So the idea is that people, while enjoying this delicious trail mix, and it is delicious trail mix. Um, they really is. would in fact uh, read these quotes, be uh, interested by these ideas, and perhaps uh, somewhat converted at some point and uh, makes fertile ground for you. I think the most interesting thing about the trail mix personally, though, is the peppermint infused variety. They have regular and peppermint infused. They have truth uh, quotes and freedom quotes. They have big bags. They have little bags. When you start mixing these up, there's a lot of different ways you can get your truth smacks. But it's up to you. Now, what I love about it is, is they're all raw, unadulterated ingredients, no artificial crap, only food as nature intended. It's TruthSmacks.com. Spreading truth one delicious morsel at a time. TruthSmacks.com. Go and enjoy it as I have. It really is great. Ian and I were just talking about it off the air the uh, last night. Yeah, they are they're you know, always talking about it off the air. We love True Smacks. Have
3: you had some? I have, actually, yeah. Okay, because I wanted
0: to make sure. Yeah. I did bring some with me, too. Yeah, I, I had a chance to try them.
3: I uh, I like the regular oh, flavor. I'm a starving um,
4: activist. If it's free, I'm going to eat it. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I think you, you ate a whole peppermint? bag almost, didn't you, the one time?
4: I, I really did.
0: I yeah. felt kind of bad. Did you try the peppermint one? I did.
4: Yeah. Do you like it better than regular? Um, What's I, your I actually. I prefer the regular. Yep. For me, the peppermint is gilding the lily. <laughs> but
0: uh, <laughs> well, I've never. It's quite the compliment. Um, that's a, a Shakespearean uh, term. Please explain it for cause not everybody is, knows. Is it
4: Shakespearean? Well, to gild something is to uh, put traces of gold yeah. on the edge of it, like right. Like furniture. So gilding and gilding a lily is adding a refinement to something that's that is already, already beautiful. sufficiently beautiful
0: yeah beautiful and perfect and um you know so i think that in many ways uh, indicates that something is unnecessarily shakespeare came up with the term "gild the lily um i think that uh, was that shakespeare? your shakespearean knowledge is uh, well above that of the average homeless person rich i really appreciate it
4: um yeah well i uh... <laughs> I, don't, I don't
0: believe he's homeless though not today Okay. <laughs> well,
4: not 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 today but but you never know about tomorrow because That's true. Uh, I I don't know. I I really need to start thinking about things other than activism, but I keep hoping somebody's going to value Seriously? the activism and keep it. Me- the cell 401 one is ready to go, right? Um it's getting very it's getting very close. It's not it's just not clear um, that I'm going to make money off it when when it does. A lot of people will benefit from it. I just don't know if I'll be one of them. We'll, we'll make sure you make <laughs> some money. I don't know how much. That's um, good. I, I mean, so long as I can, you know, e- eat some pizza and, and have a place to code, I'm happy.
3: It's probably a good idea to, to balance the self-sufficiency with the activism.
0: <laughs> what's, uh, what's up with Bezos here complaining about uh,
3: workers? Leaked Amazon memo warns the company is running out of people to hire. This is from Vox. Uh yeah, you heard that right. How, how does that
0: even happen? All right, go ahead. There's oh, seven well, billion people on Earth. How it, many work for Amazon? It, it's pretty easy. Um so they're talking about the United States, effectively. Um and because you have to be in the United States to be able to get <laughs> drive driver's license and then drive around and therefore, you know, so it makes it to be an Amazon driver, you basically have to be a US citizen.
3: Yeah, um, it, it's not really that hard to run out of people. Look, when you've got more uh, demand for a product than people to supply it, you run out of people unless you can import people from other parts of the world where there's not enough jobs. And unfortunately, because of border walls and you know the U.S. government and you know you know government agents, you know thugs shooting people when they try to cross the border, um, you end up with a situation where there's just not enough labor to fill all the demand for uh you know employees so
4: in my experience it's pretty simple (laughs) when, when i've been willing to to pay a sufficient price for a thing i've always been able to find it so um, it, this is thing? an
3: economic yes. plateau problem in that uh, you could raise the price. Amazon could raise yes. its prices, but it will reduce the demand. So, yes, that that is one solution is everybody's going to get paid more. However, um, you're also going to be paying more for products and services. So you're yep. you're actually not going to do as well financially, even though you're getting paid more. The way to stop the economic plateau problem is to actually allow immigration. Now, when you have immigrants, the wages will be suppressed to some degree, but it also usually ends up creating higher paying jobs for the people who have skills. The Washington Think
0: Tank uh, Cato Institute uh, agrees with you. They say that there would be a one-time doubling of the world's GDP. Most of that would benefit the United States, mind you, Hmm. and certainly Western Europe, maybe Great Britain, but probably, by and large, the United States, um, if you sort of uh, just allowed free uh, migration people. I mean,
4: think
3: about it this way. Um, If There are immigrants, right? Let's say we open the borders and there's immigrants. Well, somebody now has to manage those immigrants uh, who get those new jobs that you once held. And who are they going to hire? They're going to hire the people with experience and the skills that have already been doing those jobs yeah. to get in. They're going to start training them. They're going to get management. You know, they'll become management. Um, and and then, yes, there will be it may affect the overall wages, but it's only even if it, it negatively affects overall wages, it's not going to be negative to the people who are getting those lower wages because they're still higher than what they would have gotten in that you know third world country that they're probably migrating from. You know, this so, is
4: absolutely true for well, me, the 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 uh the the one group of people who doesn't benefit from it or doesn't benefit from it is obviously is people who are already on on the bottom rung and don't really have the skills to be management so there is there is some risk to some people even they would see some so, benefit I think however because uh rich. because lower expenses lead and more productivity Your, leads to more uh to lower
3: prices sure. so i think we need to back up a moment so uh, unfortunately we don't live in a truly free market right maybe that would be true in a tr-
4: if we did there wouldn't be poverty
3: well yeah probably but hey back up a second so the problem with that logic is that most of these people that we're talking about, they're people that are already, uh, you know, without employment, right? They're on social security, they're on welfare programs. You know, Sarah is a good example. Um, she's a regular caller to the show. Um, oh, so it, it wouldn't affect Sarah them.
4: is not a, a well paid worker. She's not a worker at all,
3: right? And that's the point. I mean, these are the people that you're talking about. You're talking about people who don't have jobs no, I'm mostly. Not, I'm talking. As it is. Ab- I'm
4: talking about the uh, the people who would actually be competing. With, um, with the, uh, I mean... People are people are cleaning. Uh, people are cleaning things now. Oh, um, I thought I what you were saying. Okay, yeah. I and mean, they're. the ones presumably, who would, though, who would have to deal with uh, with so more competition? There is
3: certainly. Uh, I, I don't. I don't necessarily think that's the case because there's actually more jobs being created. So you still have the same jobs you had before, but this is new demand that didn't new positions that didn't exist before. So I think that's kind of a, a flawed, you know. Uh, argument effectively
4: um and well there would also be a balancing effect from from lower prices guys i have a call here i'm really sorry let's Let's bring her on i don't know who
0: it is i have no idea maybe maybe i've already taken this call who is it free talk live it's jack from Ocean Shores. hey jack uh you got moments go ahead all right david was he calling saying that
7: you guys like harass sarah in order to get ratings
4: something like that no (laughs) um she's calling us remember Lord, yeah, I mean, we Lord. can't be harassing her too badly. She, call, she she can't be deterred from calling back in.
7: Yeah, she doesn't listen, but she is fun to listen to.
4: I think she's a pretty I mean, good caller,
0: personally. She always calls yeah. in with something different every night. You know, She keeps it. She's she not the worst fresh. caller. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't it, agree with it, her, but. The,
4: the thing that bothers yeah. me about her is just okay. she, her she doesn't care like how her. many people get hurt if yeah. she gets what she wants. <laughs> I don't think she understands
0: yeah. that people are getting hurt. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, Well, I'm trying to give the number here. Check us out at (laughs) freetalklive.com. A little late for that. We've got our new website. If you go to FTL.FM, you can see what, uh, what we're rolling out there, too. New website. Indeed. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.